Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, 877-881-1053 and the truckwreck.com text line if you want to get involved in the conversation. you got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and of course, Alec Medford, who's been with us all week, so surely he will be with us tomorrow as well. Is that, <laughs> is that a promise? No. What the crap? I think it'll be Chris or Ruben. Do you really not know Ruben who it is? I have no clue. It's going to be Chris. Anymore, so. Oh. Yeah, Ruben's too cold. Yeah. He, all right. He's our window guy now. <laughs> all right. Let's start off with... Reggie's uh, full time on the nights. Yep. Yes. You should listen to the Get Right 7 to 11 right here on the fan. Reggie with special guests. Yes. <laughs> is Let's go to... God, Mike. You're the worst promoter in the world. What? I just said Reggie. He could have not talked about the show. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yell at somebody and kick them out of the audience? You'll do that at some point in the show. No <laughs> doubt about that. All right. Cut number one. Let's talk about the game itself before we talk. I just looked at the run sheet. Before. <laughs> don't read that. Before. Don't read what it says. It says Luke is no! a B. Oh, yeah. whoa. Before we get to all the rest of it. Okay. Played in the G League Ignite team as Booker gets free and drills another three. This one at the top of the arc. Devin Booker with 46 and counting. 120 to 97. Suns up. Oh, I turned that off way before that. But so the Phoenix Suns announcer was saying they're playing against the G League this tonight because that's (laughs) what it felt like. That is what it felt like, particularly in the third quarter when Devin Booker single handedly outscored the Mavericks 22 to 20. That's almost a guarantee. Finally got of us back loss. for game seven. Yeah, I bet he doesn't feel that way. But this was a game that, man, if you like runs in NBA basketball, this was the game for you. Because I late, turned it off. Late in the when did you turn it in? Because late in the first quarter, I was feeling pretty good. Obviously, at the end of the first quarter, I was feeling really good. About four minutes left in the third quarter. I was like, I've had enough. I, I know this. I've seen the Mavericks do this. They're done. Luca's done playing basketball. He's concentrating on the refs. And I didn't know. Like, I had turned it off. By the time he'd thrown out a fan, I had turned it off. But like, I was just like, Luca's Luca's done in this game. He is now fighting with everybody besides the other team. So that became the story. Because the game, of course, Suns win by 23. Midway through the second quarter on, it wasn't a particularly competitive game. Devin Booker took over in the third quarter. He was incredible and incredibly, incredibly efficient. They, not surprisingly, the Mavericks got worked on the boards. They were giving up too many open looks on three. Like, you know, copy and paste the general issues that you might have with the Mavericks. Oh, did they win the rebounding battle? No. Oh, did they play good defense, particularly on the perimeter? No. So, like, copy and paste 
the general issues for a Mavericks loss. And I think what was tough last night is, one, Kyrie was out, and he's going to be inconsistent. I know that Dwight Powell was the one who injured him for the long span of time, but he's a guy that only plays in two-thirds of the games when he's healthy during a season. Like, that's a healthy season for him without Dwight Powell screwing it up. So he's going to miss another 10 to 15 games the rest of the way. Throughout the rest of the season. Uh, And then, (sighs) unfortunately, Derek Lively's only 19 years old. He's going to keep getting better. Yeah. I don't know how much better he can get this year. He's been tremendous, but he's also going to be inconsistent. He's 19 years old. So last night he was inconsistent, you know, to be nice. He he wasn't good last night, but I don't expect a 19-year-old to lead us to victory most nights. The thing that I was disappointed right. about is there are some games, you know, maybe you look back at like the Minnesota game right after Christmas or something like that where you're thinking – he didn't, Derek Lively didn't make the impact I thought because he got into foul trouble. And I get that. We talked about that after the draft, going into the season, everything like that. But there's been a couple of games where he's just young and it's not foul issues. Like you don't look at last night and think he had foul issues at all. Not the same thing with the Boston game. Like you've seen a few games where it's not fouls, it's just not his night right. because he's a rookie and that's. Probably yeah. just what's going to happen. Yeah, you're ju- you just don't you don't expect you don't even expect Wimbenyamba or Chet Holmgren. I don't know they played each other last night. You don't expect them to be consistent every night. You don't expect Luca to be consistent his rookie year. You see flashes, you see great games, and you're like, oh my gosh, if he can become consistent at his best, when we're seeing him at his peak, if he can become consistent and do that almost every night, he's going to be a dominant player in the league. And when you see Derek Lively, there's certain nights you're like, wow. Can he do that on a nightly basis? Probably not at 19, but we're hoping at like 22, 23 years old that he is consistently a 14 and 10 guy with two block shots. And it's like pretty much every night we're getting a bad game is 10 points and eight rebounds. A good night is 24 points and 15 rebounds. But right now you, you're going to get variances with the age that he's at, but he's your third best player on the team. Yes, and look, That all being said, it all ended up feeling irrelevant because of what took over the narrative. And if the game would have been a lot closer, that might have been a different deal. But the fact that, like, midway through the third, it looked like it was a wrap, it turned into something else entirely. Corey, here comes the run sheet. Tim McMahon. I probably won't use that word. We'll see. Tim McMahon tweeted out, Luca asked security to eject this Suns fan who was sitting two rows behind midcourt press row. The comment the fan made that drew Doncic's wrath, Luca, get your ass on the treadmill. Yeah. All right. So this led to a whole bunch of stuff, but let's start it off with cut number five. Here is, we, we can stop and start whenever we want, but here's the back and forth with Tim McMahon and Luca that I think some people are concerned about. My question to go along with all of this is, how does Luca find this out so quickly after they just got destroyed? Like, my concern would be, holy crap, we played what looks like a good team, and we got annihilated. Before we go to the audio, I remember listening to J.J. Redick, one of his podcasts. So NBA players now, there's no halftime meeting. They all get on their phones, phones and they're texting yeah. people, and they're looking at text, and they're looking at social media. So... Literally in the NBA today, there's not much of a halftime. J.J. Reddick said, hey, I get it. You have to check on whether it's family members, whatever. 
but can we give like three to four minutes to think about the second half? Like that's a veteran player just a few years ago. One of, he was on the Mavs. That today's player now at halftime, they're checking their social media and their text messages. So that's how they find out so quick. That's what they're doing at halftime. And then obviously this was after the game, but immediately after the game, what they do is they check and see what people are saying about them. And then they're checking their messages from their friends. And this is not just about Luca. This can be about a lot of athletes in different sports or a lot of people in different professions is, man, I really wish he sounded madder about the loss than getting called out on social media. That is the, actually the biggest issue I have with all of this. Do you want to go to the cut? Yes. All right. Cut number five, Luca and the back and forth with Tim McMahon. Luca, what were you frustrated about at the end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical? Uh, I know I saw you when you said about the fan, you know. That was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to point out something like that. I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. He always seemed to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Oh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was that time he said something, the only thing? That was what you reacted to. Yeah. I was hearing the whole first half, right? Oh, you didn't hear anything. He was definitely hollering. Okay, there we go. You put out something. Hold on, let's pause it right there. Pause it right there. All right. He was definitely hollering. Now, here's a report I got from a buddy who was at this game, and let's just say sitting very close within two rows of that individual. Me and my wife were in the same section as the guy that got injected, and he hadn't said anything offensive before that, so Luca's just lying. And then he said, I watched the interview. Sure, that guy was an annoying Suns fan, but he didn't do anything remotely close to ejectable. Okay. And so, look, Luke, I'm sure, heard what he heard. These people heard what they heard. And that I guess that was my first question is, is ejectionable like, hey, you suck? Or, like, because if you use, like, a slur or something like that, well, hell yeah, get that person out of there. But if you're just like, Luca, Luca, you suck. Like if you could get your ass on a treadmill, that's that doesn't that's, feel object. Sorry, that doesn't feel objection worthy. You're getting to me. fifty something million dollars a year to play basketball and two court or to Kevin's point. Sorry, Corey. To Kevin's point is, if he does say something that is a slur or something about like really bad about his wife or, or his newborn family. baby, get or him the hell out of here. I understand, but if he's talking about your basketball game or your shape. Or how bad you and your team are playing, that should be allowed at a basketball game. And I, I guess, like y'all are, y'all are very focused in on Luca's action on getting the guy out. Yes. My my focus is and less on loss. that. It's more. It's more. And and that too. My focus is more on where his focus is, and his focus has nothing to do with the game. It's everything else. And maybe it's because he is so good. Maybe he's just so good at what he does that he's like. This is the easy part. Yeah. All the other stuff I want to control too, and, and maybe that's what it is. But he, Michael Jordan would have used it as fuel. the The greatest players yeah. that we know that we know were tougher. They were tougher mentally. They were tougher yeah. everything. One hundred. And they would have used it in some different way rather than saying, "Get this guy out of here." They would have said, "Watch me put sixty in your face right now." And, and so, with that in mind, then let's pick up the rest of. 
cut number five, and maybe the subject quickly changes to, I'm mad about the son's loss, and that's the big deal here. Well, you put out something that was just the only thing, but... What was okay, the final what, straw? What, what, what was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that... It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seem to be the first one to always put something bad about me. That's fine. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? You... Because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Why didn't you ask for Lowe to be ejected in the first half, then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. You turned your head and looked over at him after he said that. That's, I mean, that's what we saw. Yeah, that's fine. Be the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Feel like you're fairly portrayed in the media. No. The end of that. Well, there's another statement. I don't want to get fans kicked out. That you're like, oh, but okay. It, it, yeah, that is a little weird. But, but if last, I am losing by 20, I will get them yeah, kicked out. Yeah, but the last part is, I don't want to, I'm just the bad guy in the media. And they're like, do you think you're unfairly portrayed in the media? I said, no. And so nowhere in that, and there's more to the presser, but just that part is you would hope it would go back to the loss to the Suns. And here's the thing I guess I didn't realize, because I don't always pay like the most attention to national media. And I'm not saying Twitter is the end all be all of how all of society is feeling, obviously, but all About of 30%. The, all of these, maybe, all of these different posts, and some of them came directly from, like, Mavs sources that you would think would be more likely to be pro-Dallas Mavericks, is how many people were bashing Luka, not just for this, but for being soft in general. And I guess I realized it here and there, but not to the extent of, like, nationally, do people just not like Luka because they think he's soft or a crybaby or whatever? Yes. Because now, that's yeah. what it seems like, yeah. right? When he first hit the league, I thought they were they were all like, oh, man, this guy, he look at the talent. He's already this level of player at you know right out of the gate. But as things have gone along, the excessive arguing, like people see it, man, and they, and they may not see the Mavs enough nationally to see like the, as much as we see of it. But yeah, I think across the country, I mean, it's it's the rest for one that he's arguing with the refs. But there's a lot of other there are a lot of other things that I think people are seeing. They just say, no, he's soft and he's not going to be that kind of guy. I love Luca in general. I, I love watching his game, a lot of it. But then he does things that make you dislike him so much. It's just so tough. It's getting tough to like Luca. And he's a great player. He's arguably, I would say, the best offensive player in the game. Is he perfect? No, he's not perfect. But he's damn close to perfect offensively. But he's not close to perfect as a player. He's far from being a team leader. And it's just getting frustrating. I get, like, here's the truth. These are truth statements. Luke is not a leader. Truth. I get you. Luca maybe not be the right guy to lead a team to a championship. That's an opinion, but I can see your opinion. Then the other side, Luca plays with a bunch of trash teammates. That's the truth too. Like that's he has he does not have a good team. That's truth. Yes. That's so so they're so they're all true. Like everything that you're saying, whether you say I love Luca and he just has a bunch of trash teammates. I see that on Twitter. That's right. You are true. He does not have a very good team around him. Hey, Luca is a crybaby and a whiny bee, and a, and he's never going to lead a team anywhere because of the style he plays and the attitude he plays with. I feel like that can be true. That's kind of truthful too. Like I can't argue that either. Like watching him, it's insanely fun and insanely insane. Okay. And Mike's like, that's what I feel like in my brain all the time is insanely insane. Insane. And this guy's doing it more to me. I, I don't know what to do with this young a young man. 
he's he he competes against the wrong things he competes against the fans and he competes against the referees and at times he forgets who he's competing against and he competes and right now it feels like he competes in spite of his team you know like like the rest of the the team and how they aren't playing up to a level that he expects and wants it to be and there's he's like there's nothing i can do to to change it or save it if i say if i say anything about it i'm the bad guy who's complaining about not having the best team around him if I go out there and keep losing, that's my career right there. And he's got to deal with that, too. Like, there's a lot of frustration pent up in what he's going with. And I don't know, Kevin, if everything, if he was winning all the time and winning champion. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply chips if it would be any different or if he would just be the kid that has the basketball and he's like this is my ball and everybody has to play by my rules we're the knc masterpiece right here on 105.3 the fan coming up next forget your predictions for now who are you rooting for in the conference championship games and why thank you very much we'll do that next right here on the fan jackson keeps stanley in front of him touchdown lamar KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Forget your predictions about who is going to win. Who are you rooting for in the conference championship games? 877-881-1053. Would you like to start with the AFC or the NFC? Uh, Let's start with the NFC. Okay. In the NFC, I think I would probably be rooting against just any team playing against the 49ers. But then when you add in one of the more tortured fan bases in all of sports, it makes it even easier to root the against Lions. the 49ers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because well, you're right. It is that, that group. Now, will they be 
annoying uh, if they win? If they will they be annoying fans like that, or will they be gracious like us Rangers fans have been? Yeah, probably a little bit of both because I definitely fans, think we were, we were Rangers nice fans the, have been a little annoying no, as we well. No, we've been we nice to the Astros. Have. We've said not lots of complimentary oh, things. Okay. Our, Do you know how many? I don't know. Famous is the right word, but how many Detroit Lion fans there were that are popular people? Uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't. They you just never have heard of them until like this moment. I feel like that. I haven't had a lot to root for. Michael, like Key or what? I don't know from Key and Peely or Peely and Key or whatever. Key and Peel, whatever it is. Like he came out yesterday. I was watching a thing. I was watching CNN, and he was on with Charles Barkley, and he had on a Detroit Lions uniform, and he is so pumped. Not that I knew who he really was, or I knew who he was, but where he's from and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like I've been seeing a lot of Detroit people all of a sudden publicly come out and say I'm a big Lions fan. Yeah. Aretha Franklin. I think that happened with the Chiefs a lot, too. I felt like his Chiefs fans came out of the woodwork, True. and I was like, huh. Ant-Man. Yes, Paul Rudd. Well, Corey, I appreciate that you've taken the high road. I definitely have been an obnoxious Rangers fan because I remember specifically at Thanksgiving, a whole bunch of Jess's family is from the Houston area, and there's Astros fans, and they said something about the Astros, and I was like, oh, yeah, how'd that work out for you guys this year? <laughs> I like it. And they were nice. like, what about all these last years? And I was like, hey, that's great. Live in the past. Yeah, whenever I see Astros fans, I just ask them you know, real things. Like, are y'all still trying to cheat to win and losing or what? Like, how did that work? You know? I am rooting Fair. for San Francisco, but not what? but not really rooting. Like, it's it won't matter to me that much. I just – I really want to see – uh, five, with five minutes to go, the game can go either way. Okay. But here's the reason why. This is a, Actually, Mike's told me this reason. It's a good reason. I, I, I commend him on this. I believe that they're the best team in the NFC, and I want to see the best teams Against in the, the Super best. Bowl yeah. for the most okay. part. So I, I, I feel like if Detroit makes it, maybe they can win it all. Maybe they are better than I think. I mean, they didn't look that impressive to me against the Cowboys. Uh, they've made it to this point. And they should be proud of that. And if, heck, they haven't done it since 1991. And so I'm not rooting against Detroit. I guess I'm just looking at San Francisco as they're the best team. So I feel like if they get knocked off, it's great. But then when you get to the Super Bowl, Detroit has a great story behind it. But you're like, oh, like, is Detroit, like, worthy of this? Good question. From the 817, and there might be more people with stories like this. Lions fans are terrible. At the Cowboys-Lions game, a Lions fan yelled at me to sit down, and I saw on Twitter during the Bucks lions games, fans were complaining about other Lions fans standing up during the game. That's a bad fan base. That is a weird take, especially during the playoffs, to be like, you need to sit down. Sit down. Like, I haven't seen this in 80 years. Okay, well, you know what? I take it back. If it was that old person that's like, I can't be getting up and down like mm-hmm. that, I get it. But for most people... Get a different seat. Where yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just... I think it would be so cool because, like, in the pre-Super Bowl days, the Lions were awesome. They were one of the best. They won four NFL championships. And now they're... There were, like, four teams at the time? Yeah. Like, well, there are maybe eight. Okay. I wonder maybe. how many people listening that are not my family members... I have a few family members who live in Glenrose that are really rooting for Detroit because of Dan Campbell's Glen Rose connection. Oh, yeah. He's Clifton, Texas, Texas a- guy. Yeah. Texas A&M connection. Yeah. A kind of a Dallas Cowboys connection. And I, For as much as I want to root for that or run, want to root for the cool Lions story, I'm just rooting against the 49ers because F the 49ers. The, I, I, I like Mike's thought there, too, because and this is another part of me is – 
do you think that Jerry Jones is rooting for the Lions so that he can be like, look, you don't have to do it the way the Niners did it. You, know, you don't have to be the best team. Any team can just slide in there and and win. I think that's the like Jerry's mind is he's trying to find that excuse for hey, just anybody can win it. Mike pointed out the New York Giants from years ago, like but most for the most part being the top seeds help out the most. If the Rams aren't in it, I'm honestly not sure how much he cares. Okay, or is paying attention. Jerry, I, I, yeah, I really don't know. I am rooting for Kevin. You're gonna be surprised by this. I'm rooting for a good game for the fans. Oh, gross. Uh, I'm rooting for us to, like what Mike said, wife? with the last few minutes for everybody to have fun. If you don't have a rooting interest, isn't that what you want in games? Yes. It's definitely the Lions. A good game, but not so everyone has fun. <laughs> yeah, I, just want, I don't want anybody the, to go away from this thing That's hurt. your team. Yeah. This could be your Phoenix Suns when no everyone's like, the Phoenix Suns aren't going to do anything, and you're like, you just watch. And, and we're like, yeah, right. And do you, you think you if said San- the same thing with the Lions? Yeah. Do you think if San Francisco's down by twenty at the end of the third quarter, do you think Brock Purdy will start kicking out all the Lions fans at the game? No. No, I don't. I am definitely rooting for the Lions. A for sadness for Niners, uh, but also they're cool. They're a cool story. I, I would love to see. I, I like the group too. I like Jared Goff. I like the. I like the group of players yeah. on that team. I hate saying this, but I really like Brock Purdy. I don't know how great he is, but I think I like him as a person. Okay. I don't think that's bad at all because this one kind of comes in that follows that. That's what's gotten me my interest level on the other side is I'm so tired from the 940 of all these ridiculous Brock Purdy hate, and I'm hoping the 49ers win it all and throw it in these idiots' faces. That has what has driven me even further entrenched in the Lamar Jackson camp. That's why I'm absolutely rooting for the Ravens. I already like Lamar Jackson, but when I saw all this ridiculous, and there's probably more to the hate that people have for Lamar Jackson, I was like, you people are, this is just bananas. And so I I am, I am definitely rooting for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'm not rooting against Lamar Jackson, but I know you love Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Holmes. I, I do love him. I, I feel like I'm watching something that we'll look back on and say, wow, we got yeah. to watch. Like when, when hopefully our kids have kids and they, if they become a football fan and they say, what was it like to watch Patrick Mahomes? And we can say, man, I wish you could have seen him week to week because it was amazing. And even when you thought he had bad players around him, he would elevate his game and still make it and win a Super Bowl or make it to. AFC championship games like it didn't matter what was happening around him he always figured out a way either to win or to compete and it's one of those guys so if he loses I'm not I'll be I'll be happy for Lamar Jackson because I do think he gets unfair hate but I I don't know even if it was Trevor Lawrence it would be tough for me, but I would probably still go. I want Michael Jordan slash Patrick Mahomes to win. Yeah, and I mean, we did. We did, I spent most of Tom Brady's career career hating the fact that he was who he was, and then I was like, oh crap! But he was really good, and that's that's kind of the same thing. I know Mahomes does it differently than Tom Brady did, but he doesn't it, cheat. I got you. The but the but I mean, he definitely he was all time great. He is the all time great. So like that was we had him in this era. And we and I spent too much time hating instead of just going, man, that was really good. No, Corey, I think you did the right amount of hating. I am rooting in this in the AFC side, Kevin. 
my kid asked me the other day, Dad, are we going to do the gambling at the Super Bowl like we've done the last few years? What? And I, yeah, Carter asked me. The and I was square like, thing or yeah, whatever? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I give, I give everybody oh. prop bets, and we have a pool of, like, 100 bucks, and, and whoever gets the most prop bets wins. Are you going to do this before we go to Vegas? Because you can literally really bet on this. We'll probably, what we'll probably do oh, is, yeah. uh, is we'll, we'll I'll help, you guys help me get some of the best prop bets together, and we'll, we'll roll those out. But Carter asked. And so like for school funding and stuff. Yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> yes. So for the continued interest there, I want Adrian to be interested. So I am rooting for Travis Kelsey's team, uh, who is Taylor Swift's team to continue on. So Adrian will have interest in the Super Bowl uh, rather than just halftime. OK, but so, do you think also in the back of her mind, she'll wonder if Taylor Swift could like make her way down to the stage for halftime? Yes, just- she's going to ask at that right before she's going to be like, where, when is Taylor going to get? down the stage okay, like, she's not supposed to but but she could if she wanted to that's a i'm fair sure question. usher would just be like here yes please join me on this stage Why right the hell now. not from the 682 bobby needs to eat crow for that lamar take look bobby has already given us a heads up even if lamar jackson wins the super bowl he's not going to change his general feelings about lamar jackson it's and, and i think it's less about lamar jackson about running the way running the quarterback, quarterback should you're play right. the game you're right actually you're a hundred percent right my apologies bobby about the kind of quarterback you frequently need to win the super bowl that is totally fair which is why guys like lamar jackson get passed over by gms and other scouts right. because they believe it should be played a certain way because they can't fathom nobody knows how to coach a lamar jackson and you do have to build your team a little bit differently yep. yes, like you, do. you have to go okay now if we're going to do this we have to change some of our philosophies sure. on offense to help him be successful i do think I don't know if they can keep doing it, and they're different, but I do think Philadelphia did a very good job when they transitioned and said, Jalen Hurts is going to be our quarterback. If we want to run a traditional system where the quarterback is reading defenses and then throwing accurate passes, we are going to lose. How do we develop a team around Jalen Hurts that can be more successful? And Jalen doesn't run like Lamar, so it's a different system than Lamar's system. And then you have Lamar, you're like, this dude is the fastest guy on the football field, and we're snapping it to him as the quarterback. He can pass. He's not the best passer. He can run, and he might be the best runner in the NFL. How do we create the best system for him? And it takes, I think, unique organizations to take somebody who's not a traditional Patrick Mahomes-like quarterback. I, I know this is not the way the conferences are set up. I would just be curious. Do you feel like you'd be any more excited if it was like Chiefs Ravens and then 49ers versus the Bills? Or, you know, like potentially. I mean, in the perfect world, it would be 49ers Cowboys right now. Well, sure. That like is. Like for the NFL. Sure. Because I, then it would outshine the two oh MVPs. My, like, oh, my God. It was 49ers so right hosting that. the Cowboys. It would get, it might get a bigger number than this year's Super Bowl if it was NFC Championship game, 5 30 p.m., Dallas going to San Francisco. And I know normally we do this. Damn it, Alec! I know normally we is do he, this. Is he saying it'll never happen because of that guy? Yeah. Uh, you know Way what? To go, Alec. I can't. What a shot. I can't interpret that for him. I can't you're, believe anybody would think that. You're gonna like this. I know normally we do shoutouts on Friday. This is a really good one. Hey, y'all! Can you give me and my twin a birthday shoutout? His name is Adrian, and my name is Avery. Shout out to Corey. This Both year, been oh. fired as head coaches in the NBA. That is true too. 
This year is extremely special because he's fully recovered from open heart surgery. Congratulations. Just to show he's been listening all week. Sorry for all the caps. I just didn't know if I was blocked. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to raise your hand. Is there such thing as closed heart surgery? Go ahead. I don't think so. Then why do they call it open heart? Yeah. uh, My hand's raised. Corey? All right. uh, Because they open the chest cavity. Yeah. Uh, they open that whole section up to do it. So it's open. The heart's there. They can do it. I, yes, it's not called closed. Shouldn't they just call it heart surgery? They can go, they can go in with stents. I don't know. In, uh, don't they, not, call, what, they would call it open knee they, surgery? They call that, they call that uh, something invasive, uh, non-invasive. Non-invasive. Because they go in with through, because they'll go in through like your thigh. My dad's had a couple of those stents put in and stuff. Okay. That's still a heart surgery. It's not called closed, uh, non-invasive. Okay. So there you go. We learned. Actually, that's surprising. Usually when we go into these non sequiturs, they're not filled with actual education. Yes, Corey? You Never mind. Raise your hand. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. Oh, oh, oh. Nope. It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassick. The Cowboys disappointed. The Mavericks are disappointing. Oh, my God. Where is your line for success for the 2024 Texas Rangers? <laughs> After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Next. Can't see Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassack. Baseball Nuggets brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. Uh, so there's Fan Fest this weekend. Yes. I was at the dentist yesterday, and one of the ladies who's the up there as a dentist was like, I can't wait. I'm going to Fan Fest. She got her tickets a while ago. Good job getting your tickets a while ago yeah. because <laughs> Man, it is sold out. Okay. So if you're wondering, hey, how come... Uh, the fan who's a partner with the Texas Rangers, the World Series champion Texas Rangers, hey, they stopped promoting Fan Fest. Well, we had to because you can't go. Tickets are sold out. And I got to say, we were just talking about this with Spittle Off Air. I'm super pumped for everybody who wants to be there and loves the Rangers and all that good stuff. But I also know this has become like a haven for autograph sharks, too, for the resale yeah. market and stuff. A lot of people at Dallas Card Show were talking about that. Okay. I'm I'm not going. People have asked me. Uh, guess what? I only won one game for the Rangers. They didn't need me at Fan Fest to make sure they sold more tickets. They're like, look, <laughs> they did okay. Yeah, we're, we're all right. We don't need you, Mike. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. G Bag will be there on Friday, I do believe. Oh, that's correct. Awesome. And then on Saturday, Mr. Medford will be at the Fan oh, Fest. What time awesome. can people listen to you on Saturday, Alex? So the Fan Jam is starting at 9 o'clock. That's Will and CA, and then it will be myself and Blake Elliott from 1 to 5. Woo! 
Well, there's a lot to get to here. Uh, I'm hoping we get Josh Young tomorrow. Obviously, tomorrow night is the kind of award ceremony for the Texas Rangers, and then the next day is Fan Fest. So he's in town. So hoping to talk to him for 10 minutes about Adrian Beltre, about getting ready for this season. He's an awesome dude. Uh, Real quick, the top 10 outfield prospects came out, and this is really interesting. Evan Carter and Wyatt Lankford – I thought it would be one and two, but right. I did forget about this guy. I'm okay with this list. Jackson Churio of the Milwaukee Brewers is number one on the list. And you're probably saying, I don't follow the Brewers. Well, he just they saw- gave him a deal, right? Yeah, they gave him like an eight-year contract yeah. for 80-something million dollars. He's going to be their everyday, I believe, center fielder. I think he's a center fielder. I could be wrong. It could be like Evan Carter was a center fielder in the minor leagues too, but now he's a left fielder for now. Evan Carter's number two and Wyatt Lankford's number three. What's interesting about this, if you remember last year, the draft, Dylan Cruz, stud for LSU, won the national championship. He's number four on the list. The number three pick in the draft, which we were shocked at at the time, right? Because we thought for sure the Rangers were going to get a high school outfielder. Max Clark is number six on this list for the Tigers. Number five on this list is Walker Jenkins, who was drafted right after Wyatt Lankford in the draft for the Minnesota Twins. So literally, in last year's draft, pick two, three, four, and five are on the top ten outfielders list as outfielder three, four, five, and six. Now, they're in a different order. Right now, they have Wyatt Lankford as the number one outfielder of that draft class, even though a couple guys got drafted ahead of him. And I think Dylan Cruz is going to be a future all-star right. for the Nationals uh, and he could be great. White Lankford just tore up the minor leagues he in that did. two months that he went there. I honestly don't have Dylan Cruz's numbers uh, pulled up. But my main tease here was this. Obviously, going into the playoffs, the Cowboys was, you better get to the NFC Championship game or nobody's yeah. going to be satisfied. This is going to be a failure of a season from, I would say, 90% of Cowboy fans. There's 10% of Cowboy fans that don't care. Everything's a success because they played a season. Sure. That's fine. You need those fans that as long as you play the game, uh, for where sure. it's successful. I'm sure there's oh, lots and, of fan bases. Oh, and 17 yeah. was a great year. 17 and 0 was even better, but they're both great. So Cowboys totally disappoint losing the first round. The Mavericks look like they're not going to do much. To me, I think they're bound for the play-in tournament. Maybe get out of that and then get hammered in the first round. Maybe a gentleman sweep, and then their season's over. I feel like that's determined. The Stars, to me, honestly need to make a trade for a defenseman to get a little bit better because I do believe there's four teams that I'm afraid are better than them in the Western Conference right now. So then we look at our world championship, Texas Rangers. They're the world champs. We as Ranger fans have never had the defending world champions as our team coming back. So I ask you guys, it can be two different lines. What will be your, this will be a successful season line. This will be a disappointing season line, and you can have it as the same line. I'm just throwing Missing out. the playoffs would be disappointing. I, and I think that is my same line, that whichever side you pivot on is success or failure. But... If you get to the playoffs, you need to get to round two in my mind. Oh, tell to me the why divisional that is. round. Uh, because you're there. You're you were that good all season. You need to be successful in the play. You're good. You're good enough to be successful. You've proven that you could win a World Series with this group, and it's pretty much the same group. Okay. You've proven that you're that good. Now, 
an injury could kill everything. Uh, you know, Corey Seager injury that just is debilitating. That changes a lot of stuff. But getting to the playoffs. They, they overcame that twice last year. Not getting into the playoffs yeah. is a failure to me. Okay. But then once you're in the playoffs, you at least have to win a, win a round or whatever. So okay. that's that's where I stand on that. Kevin, where is your line for success and your line for failure with the world champion Texas Rangers? Yeah, I think my line is the same, and it's at the playoffs. Like, I, I realize that might sound like a soft line of success since you're the world champions, yeah. but I think being back and not only winning the title, but being a perpetual playoff team yeah. is what you need to really keep this thing going. And it looks like you might have taken some steps back, although the roster is still developing. And I guess that's another thing, too, is... <clears throat> The you if you step back and if you don't if you get to the playoffs and then lose, does that tell you that you have to go ahead and retool this team altogether? Uh, and like you, you know what certain things are going to be here. Josh Young's going to be here. Yeah. Evan Carter's going to be here. Uh, Seager and lineup, Simeon yeah. are going to be here. What else? You know what do we need to do? I guess let's not ask Bochi that to start spring training because he has right. mostly had a team that won the World Series and didn't make the playoffs. They yeah. won the World Series <laughs> yeah, and didn't make point. the playoffs. So. Uh, I don't know how much turnover they would have after not making the playoffs after winning the World Series, no. but he has gone through this before, and that makes me feel confident in a weird way because he's he hadn't in San Francisco really taken a team and then they won the World Series and then they came back and won 95 to 100 games and looked like they could do it again. They always kind of dropped off and you thought, oh, wow, that was surprising. They were world champs and they dropped off. I guess that's who they are. And then the next year they would win the championship and, again. And that's that's one of the reasons I actually remain like super optimistic about this team is because I know some people are concerned they took a step back. But who in the hell thought they would win the World Series at this point Zero percent. Exactly. And so, like, if you're thinking, hey, this looks like a playoff team. I don't even think the Rangers thought they'd win the World <laughs> Series probably, at this point. That's probably year. true. So I, I look at it this way. I am with you guys. I think the line for me is making the playoffs. But remember this. The line changes during the season. People want you to keep – people that don't like you kind of like, oh, we don't like your show or we don't like your opinions because you change them. Well, as a season progresses, you change your, your, your thinking. When the Rangers were going into last year, I thought – Playing over 500 would be a successful season. When they were 40 and 20, I had to change my expectation because sure. at that point, 20 games over to start the year off, I'm changing my expectation on they better make the playoffs with this start. Like if you, it's going to have to be a pretty good collapse here. And they, let's be honest, they almost missed the playoffs. They played, I think, a game under 500 or two games under 500. The rest of the way after 40 and 20. So they almost missed the playoffs. So our line can change. If the Rangers start off again 40 and 20, I don't think my line's going to be, hey, just find a way to make the playoffs. I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a special team again. And it looks like they can do a lot of damage. So I think lines change. Obviously, Chris Young's line changed last year. That's when he went out and traded Cole Reagans for Araldis Chapman, then had the big meeting with the staff and said, yep. hey, should I go all in here? You guys, I think this, I need your opinion on this, and then I will do what we think the majority opinion is. And so he decided to sell out and go all in. It's interesting listening to Evan Carter because we don't really know the prospects. He played with them, and who knows if – Evan Carter's going to be right. He's like, man, two of the guys that I thought were going to be really good big leaguers got traded in the Max Scherzer, yeah. Jordan Montgomery trades. So that happens. 
So I am with you guys. I don't know a win total yet, but I'm with you. I just I want them to make the playoffs again. And you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Obviously, they were an underdog in every series they played in and probably until the World Series. In a weird way, they were an underdog to Tampa, an underdog to Baltimore, an underdog to Houston. And then Then they were the favorite. Then a little bit of a favorite to the Diamondbacks. So that was a little bit weird the way it all went. But I was just wondering that after last night's Mavs game. I don't I don't want to get into that right now. I know we're going to another topic, but it's just kind of like I started thinking, hey, what should my line be for these Texas Rangers? They've never been the world champs. And what should my expectation be right now? And I hopefully they sign Jordan Montgomery and they get uh, Naris from the Houston Astros as a free agent. And then my line can change a little bit because if we get Jordan Montgomery and Hector Naris in this bullpen, I'm going to say, hey, guys. I think my line is like 92 wins now. Maybe, though, that's the the right way to do it, Kevin. Remember the movie Spanglish when he said three and a half stars? Now, I, want, I don't want four because once you get four, the expectations are too high. Maybe that is you don't load up the team like the Dodgers because the expectations are too high. When you're good and the expectations aren't too high and then you live beyond it, everybody goes insane about it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.